Okay, so it's the 20th of August, uh, some, uh, 2016, we're at the Edinburgh Fringe, uh, we're in a corner of a pub, uh, the wonderful uh, meta bar that used to be in is now Southside Social, there's music in the background, we hope it'll be cut out, and it's me, John Fleming, her, Kate Cropstick. And do you feel that you help things to move on at all when you insist on calling them by what they used to be called? Like you still insist on calling the, uh, what are they called now, the lastminute.com Edinburgh Comedy Awards, the Perriers, and always have. Even you didn't know what they were called. And now uh, you're calling the absolutely excellent Southside Social. Uh, the, the, that is not going to help. It's just I, not helping. You have to move with the times, John. What shall I call you? You know, still me copstick, thank you very much. Yeah. Or bitch is fine. But, you know, you, 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 you have to move with new names. Like, it's not Londinium it any isn't. longer. It isn't? No, it's not. It's just not Caledonia? Uh, no, no, yeah. it's not. Yeah. It may well be again someday, but not right at the moment. I'm looking forward to my Scottish passport. Anyway, uh, yes. we've just finished doing Grouchy Club. Uh, live in Edinburgh. It's, uh, it's good fun. We had real people in. I know we had. What was it? We had. Uh, we mustn't give numbers. We had two, four, we, five. We had five real people: four Italians, uh, a Jew who slept. Yep. Uh, I've been been we, we, we named names, uh, and a, uh, a man in a bowel father. He's not going to be here for the next two days. Oh my God! He didn't say where he was going to be. Half of Bob Blackman's tray is going to be elsewhere for the next two days. We can only dream where he might be. How, we're just going to. If anyone would like to come along and sit in the back row of our audience, or and the, the row of our audience, to be honest. Uh, and uh, wear a balaclava, then that would make us feel an awful lot better. But, but the idea was that I, me, me, I, and, and Lynn Ruth Miller should have a, a quiet date together. But you, you, you over, overruled us because I was being dull. Well, because it was, I was dull. dull. I was being dull. Wasn't it was I? Yeah. unbelievably dull. This is why I'm a bachelor, probably. Um, and it was, and she was. Oh, uh, sorry. Are the new names for bachelors? Surely that's an old-fashioned name. Uh, new names for bachelor: Sado. That'll be it. Yeah. Shadow she, she wanker. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not, not, not today. No. Uh, but yeah, and and um, it was it was all getting quite quiet and slow and dull. That's me. And I it's felt that, me. especially as we had five real people in, I thought that even although three of them had very beautifully and charmingly informed us that they had only come in to get out of the rain, um, I felt they deserved more than you and Lynn Ruth Miller just sort of. Vaguely bimbling at each other. You love, you love bimbling. There was a very embarrassed 20, 20 year old because you kept talking about sex and things. He wasn't that embarrassed. He was very. I mean, he was. He was absolutely excellent because he was the one who made the most kind of cogent. He said, you know, he had grown up never knowing anything. You're dripping, John. Yeah. Um, Good job of not drinking anything. Uh, he had grown up oh. knowing nothing else. But she, she, just, she just wiped my bottom. Uh, and now I'm going to have to find some place to put the gooey tissue tissue. So, um, I'm amazed we're still alive, alive, upright, and able to communicate. Well, you're fairly alive. You're just coughing like mad. People laughing I, in the background. Obviously, not at a comedy show. Not one of our shows. <coughs> and there's the cough. <coughs> there's the cough. But it is timing. getting better. No, it's not. It's not at all. It's not removing any better. Well, I, mean, I feel, feel uh, from this side, it feels like it's getting and, better. And you haven't had your stools back yet, have you? I haven't had my stools back. I'm hoping to get my stool. Well, it, to be fair. Couldn't exactly, but it was more like soup. I haven't had my soup back. Have you had your blood back? Uh, my blood, yes. I mean, as uh, it's uh, fairly normal-ish. Oh, come but, on um, I I just, I've got something called, apart from anything else, neutropenia, which means uh, I don't have nearly enough white blood cells. Well, some sort of vegetable drink or something. It's indeed, indeed. Uh, and you are suffering from... Um, Pre-senile dementia. Oh, I always suffered from that. Why? Went, went wandering off today 
leaving a room full of people increasingly worried about where you'd gone. Well, in case I was doing something dubious. Well, no, in case you'd had a heart. We were all we were looking at the toilets. I mean, all the Italians were quite worried as well. Oh, really? I feel I need to post something on Facebook. Wait, because you just disappeared. Well, I, I got a phone call and wandered off. I don't know why I wandered off. And I don't know where I went Pre-senile to. Pre-senile dementia. Well, what, what, what actually happened was I, I got kidnapped by aliens, taken ah. away to, taken away to a, a planet many, many light years away. There was a war for 40 years. Then he brought me back slightly later than I, I left. And you're pregnant? No, I'm just fat. With an alien child. Just fat. We're not talking. Right, we're bimbling now. What, so, we need to talk about something. What's the best thing you've seen so far? We need to talk something because it's low battery, twenty percent. But there you go. Uh, uh, Can't uh, you plug it in? Uh, I, I, we can try. I'm going to try plugging it in. This may cut why it. Why don't you plug it in? It might, while it's, it might cut it off. What does that mean? No, why would it cut it off? Who knows? It doesn't in anything else. Like on my non-iPhone. So, what's the best thing you've seen? What do you use batteries for? No. What's uh, the best? I'm trying uh, to make this about comedy, John. Uh, Candy Gigi's very good. Uh, Lawrence Owen's very good, but sadly they both won Malcolm Hardy Awards. Uh, Margaret Thatcher is excellent, but uh, uh, I don't quite know what we could nominate that for. This is the Malcolm Hardy Awards uh, given out next Friday. And Candy Gigi had an horrendous experience. With a, with a judge from the, Perry the main comedy awards. Are they called something else now, the Perry They're called the lastminute.com comedy, Edinburgh Comedy Awards. Are they? Yes, they are. Are you sure so about this? So just stop doing that, pretending that you can't remember that they've changed their name, just out of badness. Yeah. Uh, and um, recount to us the horrible tale of... Candy and the Judge. Well, I think it's been around. So Candy and Gigi was doing a show, and uh, and there's a point in her show in which she sits in the audience and members of the, the, the public are, are performing on stage. And uh, someone in the audience turned to her and said, why is this funny? The person who turned in the audience was one of the public members of the uh, lastminute.com uh, judging panel. And uh, she then asked uh, various people, including me, is this, is this reasonable behaviour? That judges coming to judge you are actually saying very loudly uh, and audibly to other members of the audience halfway through your show, is this funny? Or why is this funny? Why is this why funny? Why is this funny, yes. And, uh, and then uh, she told me, she told uh, Steve Chortle, she told Bruce DeSalle. Well, oh, she put it on Facebook. Put it on Facebook and told, I think she told you, and then you did something about it, I think. Well, I, I, yeah, I emailed uh, Nika Burns, who... Whatever you think of the, you know, the awards or what we stand for or don't stand for, uh, I am firmly of the opinion that as long as Nika Burns is involved, they will be run properly in a straightforward way. There'll be no dirty work at the crossroads. Uh, and she was absolutely horrified uh, to learn this. And I'm sure she's done something uh, about it because she is a woman, as I say, Whatever you think about the awards, she is a she is a massive force for good in terms of theatre in general, but comedy in particular. Well, someone told me I don't know who it was. Someone not 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 Candice. She said that Nick had actually gone and seen the show herself. Excellent. And then then the the judge apparently had offered to resign. Uh, Nika had asked Candy Gigi did she want him to resign obviously she can't yep. say I want him to resign yep. and so he's still around uh, but uh, being very loud in queues I was told uh, mm-hmm. uh, but giving his opinion on various comedy things in queues I don't know who he is but there we go mm, but uh, I mean just it is a he wouldn't well, he's obviously just a dickhead I mean yeah Candy said it was a allegedly for any lawyers but um uh, no that's really good you know and I'm, I'm fairly sure 
Nika would probably have gone along to see it. I mean, I, when I wrote yeah. to her, I said, you know, yeah. the, the yeah. show, I think the show is absolutely brilliant, but, yeah. you know, it's one of, because she thinks, well, she knows my, my taste in comedy has got... Uh, That's degenerated since you met me. <laughs> more left field. So I said, you know, it, it's probably not, um, uh, you know, lastminute.com type show, but I think it's it's brilliant. Yeah. So if she went along, then that's fantastic. Yeah, she went along personally, as far as I understand it, and sort of sure, sort of sure herself. Wonderful, but there's, you know, there's so. And of course, Kenny Gigi, of course, shitting herself because she's got Nika Burns in the audience. Yes, but that, you know, that is. I tell you, one of the. I, I mean, I, I know I've been moaning on about this for the whole bloody festival, practically, but I think that the whole thing, the whole fringe, well, no. The comedy section of the fringe is just becoming such a toxic place, and it it really it's affecting people that I never imagined would be affected. You know, sometimes you meet you know people like Candy Gigi and, and one who you feel they're kind of comedic free spirits. Michael Brunstrom. And yes, Michael Brunstrom, um, uh, Twonky, people like that. You feel you know they they know what they do. They know who they are. They know how they are funny and that's what they do because it comes from a a, a, a warm dark place inside them and you know the the cr- kind of crazies of the fringe I, I think are are where the 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 heart of it all lies and I used to think uh, having been I think I don't know whether you introduced me to Paul Curry or no, anyway no. A couple of years ago, I saw Paul Curry's show, and it was, you know, it was crazy and funny in parts and mad, totally, and slightly scary, because he, he was very manic, and, you know, it, it wasn't an entirely pleasant experience being picked upon him in the audience, even though it was usually to do something daft, like, I don't know, pretend to be a paper plane. However, I always got the feeling that that Paul, who's always gone to, you know, Bob the Hive. Um, then you. Uh, I always kind of got the feeling that he was one of the free mind, you know, free spirit crazies. It was all fun and he was doing it from the heart or whatever. And this year, uh, I think, for me, the show has vastly improved because... Um, uh, it, it's not so manic. It's lost the manic edge, but it's still got all the creativity. So it's much more fun. It's much warmer. It's much more accessible. And everybody has a hugely jolly time. And it's still, it's still daftly or crazily daft. But um, from kind of from day one, Paul's been banging on to me about. Oh, you know, how do you know when the judges have been in? How, do I know how you can get a judge in? What do I think about the judge? And you go, and, and you know, I got a thing today saying, um, uh, when I say a thing, I mean a Facebook saying, yeah, oh, I've had a, uh, he said a, a run of three five-star reviews. His show is permanently packed out. And, but, you know, oh, will that help getting the judges in? And there are, there are levels on which I just want to smack him in the face because you go you you know you're on a you're on a free fringe and whatnot 
you're up to your nipples in good reviews. Your show is packed out, you know? You're making a mint. Now you want the fucking judges as well. Uh, number one, you're not a big awards show. You're just not. Um, you know, if they weren't going to give it to Spencer Jones, they're not going to give it to Paul Curry. This is the main Edinburgh Comedy Award last year. Um, and it's not... It's not anything enough to be a panel prize show. Uh, especially not now, because that kind of, ooh, let's do crazy stuff and pretend to be a sock. Um, there's a lot of those shows around, some better done than others. But I, but I, my feeling is that Paul came to the fringe, you know, just as a nice, crazy, let, you know, suck it and see if you're part of the expression, guy. And just the, the overweeningly industrial toxicity of the comedy section of the fringe is turning him into just another monster. Oh dear. Oh dear. What do you think, John? I think about a, a, a couple of hours ago Paul got in touch with me and I, I persuaded him to be in the egg roulette section of the show, the Malcolm Hardy Awards show. I, think, I might have to find someone else if he's, he's going to take it. No, why would he's, you? He's not, not going to like this. He's not going to like it. Well, you know, that's the other thing. <laughs> we... You don't get to like everything in your life. You really don't. And in the grand scheme of things, I'm the one spending my evenings riffling through the reduced bins and Tesco's on the way home to find something to eat. Bimbling. And he's the one doing, uh, you know, sold out to the extent that free show, or, you know, doing a, a massively sold out show, oversubscribed show, with people thinking it's fabulous and umpty five-star reviews and some four-star reviews, one of which, oh no, I, I put him in, it was in Scotland on Sunday. But, um, you know, he's, he's up to his nipples and great reviews. He doesn't need to worry about what I'm saying. But I just, don't become another dick, Paul, please. Oh dear, oh dear. Maybe you should be doing your own show. I keep saying you should do your own show next year. Oh dear, no, I don't think so. So who's doing you, the, the you, what you, is you, this? You've got a life. What are you... <laughs> what is this uh, Russian... Uh, How many lovers? Oh, carry on. Russian egg roulette. Of which we speak. Of which we speak. I hate the word lover. Lover is the... Lover? Lover is a word that I would never use. Fuck buddy. Well, fuck, you know, fuck buddy is what I would just... I don't know. Passing You trade. know, people, people I've... I fucked or people who fucked me but the word love I find the word lover a bit icky well, what's the collective noun? Uh, uh, an orgasm? no uh, <laughs> a coming together a coming together <laughs> um, anyway. anyway that was apropos of something we were talking about during the live grouchy club we might talk about it again but you won't know unless you come to the show so Russian egg roulette. Russian egg roulette is, is as you know, is on net. You do what I do, which is ask questions, the answer to which you know already. Absolutely. Uh, every year we have the annual uh, official Scottish Championships for the Russian egg roulette title. I've never won it. Uh, you, you've not been in it every year. Uh, no, I was in it a couple of years. You never asked me, John. Uh, because uh, basically what happens is. Well, well, you it, say, it, it, we've it, got so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. If they drop out and they drop out and he drops out and he drops out and we can't get anyone else, you can do it. Well, the Cratchit Club was supposed to be with Lewis Schaefer, of course, you know. Absolutely. Was it really? It was really, yes. Because I, I thought, the original idea was, the original idea for the Cratchit Club was that I, I, I 
years I've always said years and years and years when I was in television that if people are interesting everyone's interesting if, yes. you, if you go up to a bus queue in, in Nottingham and choose the third person in the bus queue they're going to have an outrageous life you couldn't possibly believe I agree and it's way over the top so someone should somewhere should have the courage to do a real people chat show and right then, and then one way I thought of doing this was that you found real people with who shared names with famous people. So you'd have Tom Cruise, who was actually a greengrocer in Aberdeen or something. And so That's all, unlikely, John, but you, good thought. Well, I was a researcher, researcher, researcher. And so uh, you'd actually have a chat show with big names, but sadly not the real people. But, but, but I've always been interested in the idea of having a, a real people chat show. And so I thought, I can have a real people chat show. Louis Schaefer is not a real person. No, but then I thought, what, what is a real people chat show like? And I thought, well, it's like how all comedians start their shows, which is, oh, who are you? What's your name? What do you do in the front row? And then they, they, they talk to the audience for the first five minutes, which Lewis does in, ex, in extremist. And I thought, well, I have Lewis Schaefer. And he couldn't pull his finger out and decide whether he was going to do it or not. So I thought I'd have you. And because, uh, you know, like people do, I'll have her, they think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and hundreds of them have in the past. Indeed. And, uh, and then because you were then involved, I thought, well, it has to be, it has to be some comedy people, really. So instead of having real people in the audience, you just have a, an audience filled with comedy people and you do comedy gossip, which is what, what the Groucher so Club's about. I have basically ruined the yes. entire concept of the Groucher Club. You have, Club. yes, yes. I mean, frankly, we should be doing this to a, a queue of people in, uh, in Nottingham, but we're not. I've just spoiled it all. You have, yes. Well, I'd like to take this opportunity uh, publicly to apologise to you, to Lewis Schaefer, and to all the, uh, the normal people who might have formed part of what would undoubtedly have been a highly acclaimed and um, polished and popular show. And, and, and to Her Majesty. Uh, now, we have gone off track here, as things tend to happen in mind. The, the, the Scotsman this week called me meandering. I don't know why they did that. Really? Meandering blog was, was the phrase, I think. Oh, which, where was that? In the Scotsman. You were mentioned in the Scotsman, I was John? Mentioned the, uh, 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 looking uh, even more youthful than normal, a phrase, something, something like that. Yeah, but it's Claire Smith, and I think her eyesight's going. Well, it could be, yeah, and taste. Yeah. Anyway, I, I really am meandering now. Get back to the subject, John. Yes. Com comedy, comedy, comedy. I did uh, ask you what the, Oh, yes, and you said Candy Gigi and. Uh, uh, Candy Gigi and Lawrence Owen have uh, been nominated. Well, I think, I think Brunstrom was on. I'm, I, I need to try and get to see um, Norman Lovett, who has taken over Michael Brunstrom's slot at the Dragonfly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you'll be doing, but it'll be something strange, but doubtless amusing. Uh, is it a new talent? <laughs> <laughs> it's been. Um, I think the Queen Mother had her own hips when uh, Norman Lovett was a new talent. But almost as excitingly, only less excitingly because we've missed him. Uh, I was downstairs in Cabaret Voltaire waiting to see Matt Price. Bloody, bloody brilliant, wonderful. Oh, God, he's on form. And um, I noticed a, a poster for Attila the stockbroker. Good grief. I know. He only he came up and did it was poetry for one night. Well that's Hawkey the poet next. What again. <laughs> but I I just think it's glorious that all these I've never seen Attila the stockbroker. I don't think I have, huh? I oh have. he was marvellous. And what, what does he do? Back in the day. Well he he's doing it looked to be poetry. Yeah. But as it was only one day and I I missed it talking of poetry. <laughs> And who isn't? One thing I am... Well, you weren't, but... Um, uh, one thing I cannot possibly miss, in fact, I think I'll, I want to go to the first night, and maybe more nights, is 
Um, my hero, Peter Buckley Hill, is doing uh, a week of shows, uh, and it's an hour of comedy in haiku. Can I just mention Ariane Sharina at this point? No. Um, so they, I, I popped in to see, because I was dying, I was suffocating under fringe, blah, watching middle-class people pat themselves on the back for being brave about something pointless. Uh, and I was on my way to see another show, which I thought was probably going to be, oh no, it was a show that I thought was going to be dreadful and turned out to be great. But I popped into Peter Buckley Hill and some comedians. You better say what the great show was. Well, um, but first I'll say Peter yeah. Buckley Hill and some comedians yeah. was like, oh, it was like, it was like a lemon and lime sorbet on a baking hot day. It was just refreshing and wonderful and Peter was great and oh I want those days back when that's what the fringe was like anyway the show that I thought was going to be um, awful and or not awful it's Colin Hay who's um, lead singer and songwriter for Men at Work you know I come from a land down under Great. and um, I don't know why I, I well I think because He's. Uh, I thought he was Australian, and I thought it might be. He's not Australian. He's from Salkoats in Scotland, <laughs> and um, so I thought, yeah, that'd be great. And land, and and it's called um, something like "Get Rid of the Minstrel," and I thought, well, it might be him turning to stand up or whatever. And then it turned out well, it wasn't him turning to stand up, and I was like, whatever. Um, they were in the debating hall, which is right on the cusp of too many people for me to review. But it was only, it was about two-thirds full, maybe less than two-thirds full. Because you won't review any, any, any act in a... More than 300, I don't know. Um, and there was a full band set up on stage. I was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm angry already. It's a fucking music gig. And then he's in the comedy section, which is one of the things I've been banging on about this year, as you know is stuff that shouldn't be in the comedy section being in the comedy section. And it was fantastic. The music was phenomenal. He is... It's like Fred Macaulay has got a bit sweary and taken up rock and roll. He is so funny. I mean, the, the, the links, the comedy links are just hilarious. Really brilliant. Really, really brilliant. There's a... You know, take out all the songs, and there's a fantastic, like a 20-minute comedy set. But the songs are tremendous, and, and you know the arrangements are brilliant, and the band. Uh, obviously, it's no longer Men at Work, but so he's from Soko, and then the band, the brilliant guitarist, lead guitarist, and a guy playing an upright um, electric bass. They're both from Cuba, and oh my god, can they play, can they sing? The answer is yes. They, I believe the drummer's from Philadelphia, and he's a really musical kind of percussionist drummer. And then there's a, a lady who is called uh, Cecilia Noel, and I think she's from Cuba as well, and I think she is now Colin Hay's wife. And she does backup vocals. This is having decreasingly like comedy. To I me. know. She, um, she does backup vocals, and she also does a, a 
song on her own, which is like a Cuban take on All Night Long, mm. which is brilliant. But she does, you know, like most backing singers kind of just do a step, dig, step, dig, and and she does this. It's kind of a, a cross between interpretive dance and makaton. You know that sign language for makaton is a, a sign language for um, people who are uh, a little slow, and it's it, it's like you basically it, it's my you know son is like because we used to do it on play school when I was in play school you did some of the songs in makaton and I didn't even realise it was a sign language until somebody told me I thought we were just miming, but in amongst the brilliant songs it's. Funny, 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 and I would highly recommend it. It starts at half past ten, so maybe that's not the end of a comedy night. But if you're planning on, uh, you know, going home on a high, uh, not a non-chemical high, uh, that would be the show to go to. <laughs> yes, Copstick was on Play School, the children's program. Uh, I think we mentioned in the Grouchy Club live, but we haven't mentioned on the podcast. But, uh, you're thinking of not talking to any PRs next year? Why is that? Yeah, well, this I say this year. I know I'm. I've been very whiny this year, and you've been sharing a flat with me, so I apologise for that. But I've just found the this I have now kind of reached my tipping point on on uh, for for the fringe. I I think that when most of the people that you meet around the place are PRs and their PR teams or management and their management teams or promoters and their promoting teams, that's that's not the kind of people I want to. Hang out with. It's not, they're not the fringe. It's not, it's not the fringe, and they're not performers, and they're not creatives, and they're not. Creative sounds really wanky, I apologise for that. But it's just, it's really, it's gone industrially over the top. And now it's it's a jolly for all, for all the hangers on um, and all the, the wraparound that a kind of industrialised comedy scene. Gets and it's it's ugly, and it's wanky, and it's just horrible. Uh, on to, added to which, I haven't been to see uh, one single great show this year because the PR suggested it, or because even because a PR a PR alerted me to it. On the other hand, uh, on at least two occasions, shows which I had already decided to go and see, a PR kind of intervened with their carefully written up PR bump and managed to persuade me that the show was about something else entirely because they grabbed onto one particular bit of the show and decided that was their hook. So they'd kind of wiped out of my mind why I wanted to go to see the show in the first place and made me, I ended up feeling disappointed and angry because the act had not done the show that the PR had told me they were going to do when in fact when I looked it up in the brochure I remembered the reason I wanted to go and see the show in the first place and they actually had done that show and it's mainly because the PRs actually haven't seen the show which quite often happens no I think it's more likely that it's because because to be fair most of the most of the PRs they do <laughs> try. They do absolutely do their best to try and see the shows. Um, but I think it's because PRs are PRs. They're just like, oh, we've got to have a hook, got to have a hook, got to have a hook. And if you happen to mention 
in passing um, Fidel Castro then suddenly your show becomes about the revolution in Cuba uh, socialism and uh, old cars and you go well, no no I just happen to mention Castro and it's 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 reductionist it, it's horrible and so and, and again there are wonderful shows this year who are playing to nothing okay there are some shit shows that are playing to nothing but shows have to be allowed to find their level and I've always said always just uh, you know don't get PR come up if you're doing a really good show kind of with all of your heart your audience will find you and I don't know if that would have been possible this year I just think there's so much shit there's such a fug of of crap and wrap around that I genuinely and it's so you know so big I genuinely don't know that my advice is correct anymore so I'm going to try next year because I genuinely I was thinking about not coming back um, but I still think uh, this is going to say, stand by please for a really wanky sentence coming up but I still think I can help up here and uh, so what I'm doing next year is I'm just going to make it known. I'm starting to make it known now. Thank you for asking, John. Uh, I don't want to be contacted by any PRs next year. Big PRs, small PRs. I don't want you to contact me before the Fringe, during the Fringe, any time. I don't want your press releases. I don't want anything. I will work out what I want to see for myself and uh, just, just forget about me.